his physique and calling attention to it. It just was too much for me. As all things. Oh, splash! Oh, the beautiful. Gotta make him laugh. Oh, Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Ed, who's your favorite comedian? Oh, Bill Burr. I tried. I tried. I tried. I just saw his special. Yeah. Hey, my buddy's in one of his uh, anthologies, Joe Barnick. I know uh-huh. he's in, in San Francisco. He's doing great. Did you want, yeah, I guess the Red Rocks one? Here. He's like saying, are those your kids or are those your girlfriends or something? It never gets addressed. What would you call like uh, kid movies? Like there's a name for that. Horse's ass. Oh, um, you mean like uh, pops or something? Yeah, like uh, ponies. Yeah, I don't. I don't think ponies. Oh, yeah. That's a. That's a. So a there are band aids on, on um, the other mules, on the mule's ass because he got shots in his butt for the animal experiments. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter is going to lean on him like this, and he's going to go, oh, Lieutenant Sterling, my butt is killing me. Ow, my ass. Technically, you're my ass. You you are not. But I don't know. He doesn't own him. They're equals? Like, I always feel like the the donkey is smarter than him on purpose. Yep, yep. (laughs) Watch right here. He's going to lean on him right here. Yeah. Oh. It was the time. Oh, it's so cute, so genteel. Uh oh, woman. Woman, run. Look, he helps her, he she helps him up. It still wins. It still wins. Right, the fish lies right behind her, too. Oh, he didn't win. Yeah. Oh, I just misjudged the height of the fence, that's all. Now, okay, Francis just told him all about something he did, you know, new information. There's a general, um, and uh, General Benjamin K., so General K doesn't like the wax like being part of combat and stuff. So they're they're trying to be part of a camouflage unit. And so he said so he told them all about a big competition with the camouflage and how General K is trying to get rid of them and we got to help these wax out. So by mistake, he he shouldn't know that information and he lets it go go to the captain here. Look how his oh. Look at that. General K? How do you know about that? Oh, what did I say? Oh, ask him on a date. Ask her on a date. Listen. Oh, what did, what did I say? Oh my god, I hate that on me and meets in the background. It's Ash Wednesday, obviously. Right. Hey, you know, Carl, don't bring that. Don't call attention to that, would you? Now, whenever I'm around Francis, I never bring up Ass Wednesday. Now, <laughs> they're like, obviously, 
Major St uh, Lieutenant Sterling was planted here by the general to like fuck us right. up. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Why else would the guy be in wax? Yep. And why hasn't he been transferred out yet? American hot wax. Look at that old timey phone. They spared no expense to retrofit this office. <laughs> They spend no expense on any of this stuff. I mean, it's all mule compliant. I want you to build a set that a mule could walk into a window and talk. You're right away, this Lupin. Right, Arthur Lupin. So, okay, prominent director for Universal Pictures in the 40s and 50s, best known today as the man who gave Clint Eastwood his first contract in a film. Yeah, that's the joins the Navy. Uh. Lubin said he directed 69 films, of which eight have been miserable flops. Those included Mickey the Kid and Yellowstone. Um, he was gay. This is interesting. He died at the Autumn Hills Nursing Home in Glendale, California, on May 11, 1995, at age 96. Wow. Hospital worker and serial killer Efren Saldivar allegedly told people he killed dozens of sick and elderly patients yeah. and there is some fear that Lubin was one of these. How awful. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that guy. What's up with that? Those guys shouldn't do that shit. That's really like... Oh, like yeah? You're people. against murder? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I am, Carl. What I a controversial Yeah, if I, can, if I can stick my neck out here. Listen, you, you're a nurse at an elderly home and you're like, oh, I should kill them. Fucking go outside and breathe some goddamn air. Touch grass, nurse. <laughs> Listen, I know you're not against murder, but this is a serial killer. That's too far. That's oh yeah. Man coming to the barracks. Okay, so now what they think they're doing is screwing over General K, and they're going to assign him, who knows nothing about camouflage, to train the second platoon about how to camouflage. Because and they think he's team, a military guy. Well, he doesn't know anything about camouflage so if the second platoon doesn't do well it'll be his fault the general's plant they think and they're going to totally disrespect him now good are they going to do like jokey stuff like well i don't know if you guys can do it uh no he's not going to do any sexist stuff right now but we are going to get sexist misunderstandings in our next scene like, he's like, attention, and I guess women stand at attention different than men. So he's like, I said attention. I'm at attention, sir. So he's like, at ease. <laughs> I said at ease. I am at ease, sir. And I swear he's looking at their boobs. Now, they put her up front because her boobs are killer. Now, yeah. look at our sex symbol down there, uh, Mamie Van Doren, all the way. She has the best boobs of the movie. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, she's a famous bombshell. Now, listen, Mike, I, I just want you to know that I've, I've, I've been around boobs. They've been prominent in my life. Yes, when I speak about boobs, I know what I'm talking about. And so I just want to say that Mamie, um, in this film, has some of the best films, boobs in the film. Well, Carl, listen, I agree, you know, as a guy who respects women and uh, 
appreciate female form. Yeah. All I got to say is, ooga. <laughs> yeah, I say that respectfully. I do. I respect most of the women in this film. Um, I don't Except the mean old captain. Um, yeah. Okay, look. You see Mamie down there. I respect yeah. her. The next one over, not so much. The next one's got nice, big, prominent boobies. I respect her. The next one, not so much. Now, IMDb, like when I was looking at all these Francis movies, they were like, the women in this are like 1950s boobs. I go, check, done. (laughs) (laughs) I picked this one because Chill Wills, it shows up in person. It still has the original ensemble. We do have Mamie Van Doren in this, and it's probably the most preposterous. They did a movie, Goes to Town, where the donkey and him uh, are in New York City. Uh-huh. Which sounds absolutely hysterical, having a donkey walking around Times Square and whatnot. Oh, the animal experiment room. Yeah, and we just got a joke oh, in which he yeah, thought he was yeah, turned into a monkey. Why are they ejecting a horse, and with what? I don't know. It's experimental. I don't know. We don't learn what it's for. Now, in looking up Julie Adams, Captain Jane Parker, she's in a million television shows. I didn't even list them, but I list here the ones you would have heard of, and I swear there's like 25 of them here. But one of them is The Girl from Uncle, 1967. Did you ever hear The Girl from Uncle? Yeah, I have. It was a TV show. Yeah. yeah. So we know the man from Uncle. Why wasn't the woman from Uncle? But it's the girl from Up. Oh, here she is. This is your uh, thing. Yes, that's you. And she's like quirky. Wow. Here's some carrots for you, Rabbit. Listen, I'm not doing the second movie. There's no way. Third, fuck you. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm a star. Well, Here's a no. banana for you. Here's a banana. Okay, I'll do the fifth one. You didn't bring me Reese's Pieces? <laughs> well, they you haven't been Reese's... invented yet. <laughs> well, that's right. Reese's Monkey Pieces. I guess there was a peanut butter cup. Now he's, he's like, you look familiar. And he's going to talk about this crazy person in Burma who talked to a mule. But she never puts two and two together that it's him. She's supposed to be a character and kooky, and she is. Now she's like trying to put two and two together with the mule, but she never will. Right. Does he remember the first film? What? Uh-oh. Where's that going? Yeah. Oh, phew. Yeah. Dude, she's, she's stuck it up the ass. That, ha, she stuck it up his ass. The ass. You 
Ooh, man, that's nice. Booze and pills? 1950s <laughs> yeah. booze and 1950s pills? Way to go. Now, um, this Captain Jane Parker, she was in a lot of movies. Uh, she was in a soap opera called Capital in the 80s, but she had a recurring role in Murder, She Wrote. And But the thing is, when it got into the 90s and the 2000s, she didn't quit. She was on Beverly Hills, Diagnosis Murder, Melrose wow. Place, Family Law. And wow, way to go. In she was in CSI, and she was in Carnage in 2011. She kept going. Carnage the movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I've seen Carnage. That's the one where the two couples are uh, having dinner, and they're talking about how their kids fight each other. I never I, saw it, so I don't know. I know it was 2011, and I know that the French pronounced it Carnage. Let there be Carnage. That's how Venom pronounces it. <laughs> the Marvel? Yeah, the villain is named Carnage in the second movie. And the, the title of the movie is Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Uh-huh. I never saw I saw Venom 1, but... It's a good San Francisco movie. I like that he lives in the Tenderloin. Yes. Now, um, this was based on a story called Mr. Whack by Herbert Baker, and it's not clear that it was like – I think he was just a hired writer who wrote the story for this uh, film. Uh, Del Devery Freeman wrote it, and James Aldari – I don't know. They, they've got lots of history here. Uh, Devery Freeman helped establish the Screenwriters Guild, reorganized it into the Writers Guild of America in 54, and negotiated with studios to build the Guild's right to determine film writing credits. That's good. If they're not crediting Chill Wills for voicing the main character, they're probably fucking over the writers as well. Yes. Okay, so... Francis comes up with this idea to buy cologne, not perfume, I don't know why, for the entire platoon. So now you're going to have to turn the sound up when our sex symbol, Mamie, gets in because, well, not yet, but because she's very funny. They're all thanking him for the cologne. Okay, here she comes. Here she comes. She's like, Captain sees it. Now watch what she says. Good lipstick on. Slip of the lip. Now listen to what she says. Did you get it? Yeah. Oof. She goes, I'm sorry, I just slipped, right? He goes, well, I expect you to be extra careful next time. And she goes, I will be extra careful, extra careful next time. Like, I'm not going to get caught. No, I, I noticed, and then she walked off like that. Oh, hello. Thanks for the Thanks perfume, Cologne. I love Old Spice. Uh, yeah, it's called... Okay, so Second Platoon is moving up in the rankings. This is going against their plans. Their plans was for Second Platoon to do horrible, and it would be a man's fault. So it's all falling apart. But they're Second Platoon, right, Carl? So they're winning. There are three platoons. They're all going to perform camouflage exercises. 
and the second platoon has been slacking with bad morale and doing horrible. So they said, let's slap a man on it, and it'll look like it's the man's fault, and that'll tell oh. General K he can't criticize us. But it's not working. They're getting good thanks to him. Make him laugh. Yeah, now that's a that's make him laugh is a, a reference to his singing in the rain yeah. uh, appearance. Let's see this. Now look, this Donald O'Connor was in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. He wasn't just the Francis the Mule Jeez. guy. No, no, and in fact, I know him much older than he looks in this movie. And you know, I know he looks a lot older in Singing in the Rain compared to what he looks like now. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was, but but Singing in the Rain was fifty two, which was earlier than this. No, this is fifty five. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> his best known work came in the film Singing in the Rain, nineteen fifty two. Right. This film's fifty four, and he looks older in that. Okay, turn it up because you'll hear the voice of the mule. This is Joe Wills. Wilbur, I mean, Captain. Well, he's like he's getting accused of, of planting the the the. He clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. What a mule! What guy? And so he gets off the hook because she realizes she was wrong in this conversation. His best known work came in the film Singing in the Rain, 1952, for which O'Connor was awarded Golden Globe. He won a Primetime Emmy, four nominations, and received two stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame throughout his career. He received two? What, television and movies? Um, Radio? I'll have I to check. It. Next time I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, I'll check. I'll let you know. O'Connor received an offer to play Cosmo, the piano player, in Singing in the Rain, 52. Uh, yeah, got a globe, Golden Globe. Uh, the film featured his widely known rendition of Make Him Laugh, which he choreographed with the help of an assistant dance directors and his brother. Do you, do you know that scene in the movie, Carl? I have seen Singing in the Rain, and I just didn't care about it, so my sure. memory of it is very... I remember the famous scene with the umbrella dancing on the street, but that's because I it was reinforced by seeing it in clips all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene where there's an actress who's trying to do a talkie for the first time. That's a great scene. But the Make, mm -hmm. make Them Laugh song number is probably, for me, like the one of the funniest things I've seen. It's just, like, flawless. And he's terrific in it. So Maybe I, I, I should check it out again. Ah, you know, if it's on, stay for that scene. It's, on, it's yeah. before. Oh, and when they sing Good Morning in the Morning, it's fun to stay up late in the morning, in the morning with you. <laughs> Cute movie. O'Connor said he was forced to go to the hospital during the production of Singing in the Rain due to in injuries and exhaustion. The scene was building to such a crescendo, I thought I'd actually have to kill myself, said O'Connor. Wow. That's a little weird. Now check this out. He was oh, meant to play Bing Crosby's partner in White Christmas, but he was unavailable because he contracted an illness transmitted by the mule. I don't understand. I 
So I've never even heard of that. You can get, like, mule pox? You can get mule pox, I guess. He was replaced in the film by Danny Kay. Look at the... He hears the voice. Yup, and he thinks... He goes, Ten shut! And he goes, Quiet, Francis! It's not funny. But it's really the general. I got I got Pig over there. Wow, it's a transfer of power. It'd be strange, man. If I had, if I was friends with Francis, and then some guy sounded like him, I'm like, yeah. you will not believe this shit. But you sound exactly like a mule that talks to me. You talk that's like you sound like this talking ass. What? What? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how a talking ass sounds. Now, White Christmas was a huge, huge hit. It's really a missed opportunity that he wasn't in that. And it's weird that he got sick from the mule. O'Connor and Bing Crosby united on Anything Goes 56 at Paramount. It's just not the same thing. And the studio also released the Buster Keaton story of which O'Connor had the title role, which we already know. Right, and he hated that film. I believe it. Well, this, the story of that film is that Buster Keaton got enough money to buy a house. So he said, okay, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine at this point. Uh-huh. He just and, wanted to not be homeless anymore. Right, yeah, have some lot. stability. Yeah. yeah. He was living in, like, a, a, a van in the studio lot. Yep, yep. It's yeah. was pathetic. He because had a, he lost I, the control, the creative control. We learned this from the general. Yeah, that's right. Well, he did a bunch of movies, and they're on YouTube with Jimmy Durante. What? No beer? And, like, speak easily? And there's, like, these kind of prohibition yeah. comedies. It's interesting. I've seen a bunch of them. It just doesn't... I don't know if it doesn't work. Like, you have this Mr. Stoneface, silent star himself, and yeah. Jimmy Durante. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to see one of those? Yeah, I have it on the list. I mean, you know what? Maybe let's do it next week. Speak easily. All right. All Sounds right. good. What's it called? Instead of speak easy, it's yeah. a prohibition pun. It's speak easily. Speak easy. Buster is a. Oh, I, I don't. Gosh, Buster. I'm, I'm just. Do you know what I'm, year? No. Yeah, fifty something, fifty and change. So you don't know what year? Oh, I, I don't know offhand. No, okay. but it was in the. 50s. I'll look it up. Early forties. Whatever happened to all the seasons, losers of the year? breaks their pattern of no rhymes in the song. Is it just that song that Cheap Trick doesn't know how to write, or is it like every song is weird? No, uh, it was just that song, The Words Don't Rhyme, which was so yeah. weird. I didn't realize they even mentioned Kiss in that song. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, I think you need to give that song another listen. Yeah, another listen. I'll get a listen, another listen to surrender. See, what's funny is in the beginning of that song... The bass is playing an A, and the band is playing a G, and that does not go. Right. But then the G slides into an A, and the song 
fits together all of a sudden. It's a piece of genius, that song. You know, I remember you complimenting, uh, this is years ago, Carl, decades ago, uh, Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Oh, yeah. You're like, listen to this. It starts off with this techno shit, and then yeah. three seconds into it, it says, fuck this shit, and goes, and starts a guitar playing. Yeah, that's right. It you, turns you into a classic rock. Okay, here's the camouflage, and they're getting Where? better. Where? Where's the camouflage? Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, you turn it around, and you see all their flat asses, so. Now look, to teach, to teach Peter Sterling, he's camouflaging himself as a moose. Oh, right. I don't see any donkeys around here. You know, the theme song didn't really work for Francis. A mule is a mule, a cule, a cule. A cule, a cule. <laughs> and no one can talk to a mule, a cule. <laughs> Unless the cule, the mule, the cule, it's the famous Francis talking mule. What's this? A moose? Hey. Just a little lesson in camouflage. I thought you would be a little horse. Are you kidding? This is my bread and butter talking. <laughs> Don't be insulting. Chill Will Wills was like a big time poker player. I can't get my head around Chill Wills. First off, what a great name. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that's not his real name. Well, his last name must be Wills, and he must have got that yeah. nickname. Right. And he's like got Buster. the southern drawl. drawl. Like, was, he, so was he in every single Western? Was he like poker player number two in the uh, bar? Wills' deep, rough voice with its Western twang was matched to the personality of a cynical, sardastic sardonic mule uh <laughs> it doesn't say here he was in a lot of westerns but i'm sure he was he was in the city of chicago this the city that never sleeps in 53 was that Giants in 56 with rock Hudson, wow. elizabeth taylor and james yeah dean. james dean best supporting actress in davy crockett's the alamo check this out man this is Okay, Wills was nominated for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in Davy Crockett's companion beekeeper film, The Alamo, 19, 1960. However, his aggressive campaign to win the award was considered tasteless. What? Really? stars director and producer John Wayne, who publicly apologized for Willis. What the fuck? Yeah, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such thing as tactlessness in Hollywood. They had to single this guy out? It must no, have been well, really awful. His publicity agent sort of fell on his sword. His name was Bow Wow Wojowski or something. He accepted blame for the ill-advised effort, claiming that Willis knew nothing about it. I got to read up about this. I want to find out this offensive Oscar campaign. He lost to Peter uh, Ustinov and Spartacus oh. anyway. Well, that's interesting. He would have lost anyway. I don't know. They're kind of schooling him here. Should we do Chill Wills or should we do Spartacus? I don't know. Who should win best act? Chill Wills or fucking Spartacus guy? So now the mule talking is really coming out. Are they going to discover that he does talk? Like, are they, they are. They are. Okay, so now that he's admitted that a mule talk has been institutionalized and he's no longer commander of the platoon. 
I hate when that happens. Uh-oh. Now, Chill Wills was a poker player. He was close friends of Benny Binion, the founder of the World Series of Poker. Binions, yeah. And a guy who owned the Horseshoe Casino in Vegas. Wills participated sure. in the first Poker World Series held in 1907 and is seated in the center of the famous picture with a number of legendary players. Oh, who, Doyle? The guy who wrote... Uh... Doyle's, Doyle's Rules. Doyle's Rules, right? You know what I'm talking about? According to Doyle, it was his book. No, Hoyle with an H. No, but there's a poker player with Doyle, and he had a book oh, according to Doyle. Cool. Like, super superstar poker. Like, he had this big-ass thick book on how to play poker. So you think Chilwell's knew Gabe Kaplan back in the day? No, I think that was 76, and here yeah. we're talking about... Well, probably when it came around... No, I'm, that wasn't 76, because that was his fame in Welcome Back, Cotter. I think he became a poker player much later. Yeah, maybe after maybe after Fast Break, after all the Gabe Kaplan movies dried up. Um, appear, he had – Chill Wills had made appearances on behalf of Barry Goldwater, Republican Whoa. nominee against Lyndon Johnson. Later in 68, he refused to support Richard Nixon. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause... Master of Ceremonies for George Wallace. George Wallace. Yeah, governor of Alabama. I don't know about this Nixon guy. He's too much of a radical. I'm just going to stick with my George Wallace's. <laughs> yeah. The South shall rise and segregation forever. Wills is amongst the few Hollywood celebrities to endorse Wallace and bid against Nixon and Hubert Humphrey. That's so nuts. He was also a singer in the Avalon Boys Quartet. That was a. That's how he started his fame. You could clearly hear his voice. I'm sure it's like these angelic voices, and then there's a dog chill. Wow, yeah. he's probably the bass. He provided the deep voice for Stan Laurel's performance of "The Trail of Lonesome Pine." Oh, in way okay. out west in '37, in which the Avalon Boys Quartet appeared. So he comes from a lot of fame. Yeah, you got something on your face right there. You didn't shave this morning, did you? I didn't shave this morning. Now look, he's, she's saying, I heard the mule. It's real. It's true. The mule fucking talks. You're starting. Serious? So they're going to hey. stop ventriloquism. You know, I have another Clint Eastwood connection. Okay. He started in a movie called The Mule. Okay. And he was in Francis twice the Navy, and Francis was a mule. You still never seen the outlaw Josie Wales or Pale You've Rider. Never seen uh, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen those. I've seen the entire trilogy. For... You did? Yeah, years ago. I for saw a few in the dollars more. You saw that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it starts off with wow, and then for a few dollars, check out this movie, and then the sequel, and for, for a few dollars more. I've seen all three. I've seen I've seen the, the good, the bad, and the ugly trilogy. I have. What color I have. did they paint the town in for a few dollars more? Uh, I know they paint the wagon. That's a different movie. You did movie. not see these films. Of course I've seen this film. Listen, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly in London 30 years ago with this fucking great sound system. They played okay. the do-do-do, like you could hear it in the back and on the side. Wah-wah-wah. It was really cool. No, I saw that on TV. I saw Lawrence of Arabia in that theater, and they played the music. Okay. Brand. 
But I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. Eli Wallace is great in that movie. I think you need to see it again. Did you see Pale Rider? No, I haven't seen Pale. I don't see anything directed by Clint Eastwood. That's last one I saw, Cry Macho. That's a mistake. Oh, you got to cry macho. Does not count. That's like contemporary. This should be Cry Francis, where this boy brings his donkey (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) They do donkey fights. There's no donkey fights in this movie, right? They don't Uh, like. No, there's no. They don't put razor blades on his paw and they put him in the center. (laughs) Nope. They don't even shoe his his feet. Donkeys. Now they're suspecting ventriloquism. That's a, a perfectly logical explanation. Now here comes the general making a big show of his troops arriving to compete with the camouflage ladies. Got the Batmobile. Oh, way to go. This is nothing shows uh, respect and bringing yeah. your fucking golf club. He's in the club. Look, all the press are there. That's Francis's voice. Yes, it is. And what he's saying is, when they fail today, the wax will be in their place. They'll be secretary pool kind of people. They'll be kitchen patrol. They'll be cleaning up, you know. Right. It's ridiculous to think that they could compete with the men in any sort of military operation. Like when a man needs to put a beer down, they'll be there with the coaster. Oh, the guy has the voice of uh, the, the mule. So, yeah, so she gets shocked. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a mule. What? I thought you were a talking ass. This is the second time this has happened to me. What the fuck? Where's my sound? What do you mean the animal talks? He sounds like me. Preposterous. Well, they never really say and sounds like me. Everybody's just supposed to hear that. Oh, right. Well, he does. I mean, Donald hears it immediately, uh, Sterling. And I guess the other woman who's heard the, the mule talk kind of picked up on it, too. And I think by the fifth one, everyone knows it was his voice. You know, everyone who went to the theater to see him that, see it that night knew the backstory of he was the voice. My brother gave me a DVD compilation of Bosom Buddies. I think uh-huh. it's the first season, but the, the first and second season, the first season, the girls didn't know that they were dressed up as women to, right. to, to stay there. And then the second season, they all the women knew that they were dressed up as women. They, they let it slide. So it's like in this movie, like, do they know the donkey fox? Um, yes. They, they each one at a time find out, including the general. Yeah. Now they're going to go into the psych ward and see see this talking donkey. Is, did they realize that he was not brought in by the, the general? It's just, it was a computer error? Yeah, they well, they don't know it's a computer error, but they do, because the general is so oblivious. What are you talking about? They just let, they drop it. They drop their accusations. Can you, do you remember a storyline from Mr. Ed? Like, Wilbur gets in. I don't remember any, like, what storyline with a talking horse can you fucking do? I don't remember any storyline. I do remember watching the show in reruns. 
I yeah. do remember it was always he was in the stable, and and the 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 man would be like, "You're causing trouble for me in the real world again. You can handle it, Burr Wilbur." Wilbur, what did I do? I've been in the stable for the last thirty two minutes. Okay, so I don't know if it's so funny, but why don't we listen? Sure. Well, this is the money shot, the voice shot. <laughs> Same voice. What did you ladies hear something? We heard you, General. No, you didn't. You heard the mule. I heard you talk. So did I. Me? It was the mule. You did you say something? <laughs> Come on. Speak up. Are you giving me permission to sound officer? Oh, they saw it too. Permission granted. Sound off. Well, to start with, you're a narrow-minded, buddy dust. You're the ass. You probably think the top brass is the machinery to run this man's army. Horse feathers. Now you take these women. Everyone knows that women are here to stay, but not you. I didn't know that. You got the idea. They're in the service. Just to keep your memo circulating. This is the most... I will not be dressed down by a talking mule. Right. Especially when I'm doing the talking. See, ah, there, there's your answer to it. He was simply doing, throwing his voice. Right. That's like a ventriloquist dick. I will now throw my voice while smoking and drinking. Okay. <laughs> and now while I smoke, you just want <laughs> the box to be. Wow, this is a Who's saying that? In the typing pool. <laughs> and now I will suck Charlie McCarthy's dick while throwing my voice. Every time someone hears the mule and thinks they're crazy, they're doing that like. Mud painting. I don't know. Not stereotypical of being crazy. They don't do that James Bond thing where someone is drinking and then sees a talking mule and then looks at his drink and throws it away. Right. Throws it over his... Yeah. I never get tired of that. There's a flying coffin down the, the, down the uh, Venice canals. Oh, I got to stop drinking. Yeah, that's right. right. car flies over a bridge. Oh, I better stop drinking. But I think that was Roger Moore and Gold. gold uh, there was one in which they had the speedboat and the. And yeah. The, Is it for your eyes only around that time, I think? Yeah. And and the. The, 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 the Jackie Gleason wannabe sheriff was chasing him the whole way and they couldn't arrest him in the end. He goes, This here boy is working with our, with our CIA. He goes, What? <laughs> Throw him in the clink. Now, now he's from England now, and and they sent him over here to help our boys out. This is outrageous. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they would always be. Uh, I 
Okay. Now they can see it's not ventriloquism. She, Captain, can see um, uh, that it is not ventriloquism at all. It's real. And you know the best thing could happen to you. Don't answer that. Lose those captain bars for a couple hours. Act like a woman. Break a few rules. You like me, don't you? Yeah. You want to believe that he's on your side? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is. What's more, he could help this operation. He could pull that second platoon so line into the line. She's getting Check. convinced to break him out of the loony bin, put him back on platoon two, because they're fucking up. And uh, they'll be get back into shape if he's their leader again, and they can win this camouflage thing. You would figure the storyline would be that the women take over and everything's better. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I this point. Think, well, I mean, this film shows that the wax are just as capable as as the man's army yeah um bill burr did that in the comedy special he was saying that um all studies show women are smarter than men like all yeah so he's like then why are you in this condition that you're in stop blaming us <laughs> you got the brains i should check that out okay now it's like we're gonna break him out of here and Sasha's like, this is against regulation. And then he's going to kiss her, and she flips. Oh, she'll change her mind? Yeah. Does he remember her from the first movie? No. Oh, that's a kiss. She goes, how can I help? <laughs> Look how she holds her hands. and. Oh, she's, she's great. Character. Yeah. Zazu Pitts. This is one of the greatest names out there. Yep. She goes, okay, take off your clothes. What? I want, you know, I want um, Sterling to wear them. And Sterling goes, what? Wait a minute, really? But there's going to be a, they're going to, she's going to switch into the nurse's outfit and just walk out of there as the nurse. But then there's a problem. His hair. They need a wig. Something. Right, of course. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Who wrote this screenplay, a mule? <laughs> makes no sense. It took four people to write this screenplay. Wow. Well, Listen, Francis would, Francis would never say this. This is shit. This is not real. This is not, this doesn't hold true to the character. He would never say this. I sounded like an, oh, it sounds like an ass. Let's, he would not say like, so the joke here is he doesn't know how to put on a dress. He's never done it before. Oh, there's a horse by the, a mule by the window. Right. It's just so happy there's always windows. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clip clop. clop. Next window. Hey. Oh, that's a horse. They forgot the hat, I think. Oh, look, it's one of those iPhone charger lamps. He, she thinks it's the general seeing her naked. Right. Right, because he sounds like the general, but it never really. Oh, it's a talking mule. A talking mule? And it's not explained why in the world he would sound like the general. It's just a coincidence, I guess. It, they're having fun with that, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense that he would know that the computer messed up. 
And well, like I told you, the general's going to get a – not making a joke. His voice is going to get hoarse. And I, I've watched this movie. This is my fourth time, and I – Wow. The other three times I watched that, I never caught what made his voice hoarse. They jump into this puddle. I'll show you when we get there. Carl, we just kicked this movie a couple days ago. You've seen, this is a, you've seen it for that many times already? Three times. Wow. I saw it the day you told me about it, and then I saw it last night, and then I – took one of my long-ass walks today and watched it while I was going around the block. Here is what they're going to use for the wig. Oh, oh. Doing it for the cause. Every movie I have to get my tail clip. You need oh. a wig. Who's going to sweep the floor? Well, I don't. This guitar has no strings. Every movie. So here comes him as the nurse. Oh, he's got horse hair, a mule hair. Oh, that must smell. Is the hair like swatting flies? <laughs> turn it up, turn it up. Lieutenant Stoney is not to be disturbed. Keep it up, keep it up. Whatever you're thinking, Corporal, is not true. Okay, that's good. Because she goes, whatever you're thinking, it's not true. Because, you know, she's coming yeah, out, she's out. disheveled. She was in a room with a man. I get it. So a guy did terribly not inspiring speech. Whatever you think was not true. Oh, I thought I saw Donald O'Connor with a mule hair walk out dressed. Not true. Not, not true. true. Listen to her uninspiring. Up, oh, maybe it's over. That's oh, ambient noise. Oh, it's a crowd noise. Crowd noise in the fifties. Fifties crowd noise. Okay, what's that? You sprung him loose. This is blah, my blah, fault, blah. Major. I believe it. Lieutenant The background noise. Oh, I'll be in background noise. Rhubarbing garbage. Rhubarbing garbage. And he still is in the wax. He's better come through for us tomorrow, and you'll never get out of the wax. So she agrees to it. Get out of the wax. Oh, right. Oh, so we'll never see him in this stupid outfit again. Right. That's right. And and uh, Francis is missing his ass hair. Donald O'Connor's contract with Universal had expired, and so there was like a little doubt if he would do this role again. But he agreed to make another film. He enjoyed making these films. And he said it was hard because he had to act serious so everyone would believe that the mule right. was talking. I don't think it's so hard, but... Well, you want to be in on the joke, like, oh, I can't believe this, can you? But no, you got to play it straight. So let me it's going to work. Shakespeare did that a lot. Oh, so this is the big war game. Yeah, this is the big war game, and the women have to stay camouflaged and not get caught by the men. I think I've seen movies where they had war games like this. Like the end of the movie. Like war games. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of a movie that had war games in it. War yeah. games? There there was this one movie. It was like Navy versus... What was that movie? Uh, there was a famous one. Yeah. Where they kind of screw up at the end or something like that. 
What about Stripes? The movie Stripes didn't they also do this trick where they had competing teams? No, they no, they had to really go break out. They had to go into uh, East Germany and break out. There Child were captured soldiers. Remember? Yeah, you're right. Sergeant Hulka was boots on the ground for that one. He. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right, Sergeant Hoka, who we love, Warren Oates from many yes, things right. that we've seen. Hey, I guess he Chill Wills has a Warren Oates vibe to him, like a lightweight clothes. You know what? Warren Oates is much better. He's got presence. He's Oh, he's got presence, he's got depth, he really hates humanity. <laughs> yeah. He was great in the cockfighter. He yeah. was great in that movie with Jodie Foster. No. Oh, no, uh, it wasn't Jodie Foster. It was yeah. Christy McNichol, right? Christy McNichol. He was great movie. in 96 in the shade, 94 yeah. in the shade, 92 72? in the shade. 72? That'd be a little chilly for Florida. Chill wills. Now, look, they're just walking right past all the... All the chicks. Right. Look, you wouldn't you wouldn't even notice a beautiful woman if you tripped over her. Well, I'd notice if I saw her bush. Her bush is on display. <laughs> oh, your bush is all green. <coughs> bush, <coughs> bush showing. <coughs> oh, thank you. I was so embarrassed. Your bush is showing. Oh God. So they're analyzing the photos they taken and saying, "No, I don't see any. I don't see." He goes, "Well, what's that right there?" Who goes, "Well, that's your bunker, General." Oh. So they're they're so far beating the men. They're staying hidden. Right, they're, they're right there. To go. Okay, now we'll have um, yokels. Yeah, and one of them is our sexy, sexy pretending to be the sister. Now he's faking the banjo, but he's doing a good, good job of it. That's Mamie Van Doren again. <laughs> That's a great, that's a great dress you're wearing. Oh, so now what's up? It says the best of the West. That's her butt. Right, but it's a sugar shack. It's a sugar bag. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, they're being hicks. Right. Where did the wax go? Uh, they went this way, that way. You see the fence there, right? Yeah. Okay, watch. Camouflage. These oh. girls are cleaning up. Well, I guess it's nothing. This is an expression no one does in real life. Watch, he'll go, huh? Oh well. Oh well. You ever notice that? But that's always in the movies, but it never happens in real life that you say to yourself, huh? I don't know. I don't know. Shrug it off. Shrug it off, yeah. Oh, hey, Carl. Uh, you passed me a joint, right? I'm like, I don't know. Do you have COVID? That doesn't matter, huh? Well, I'll smoke it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hey, I dropped this hot dog on the ground. Eh. My well. friend Andrew Rich will not smoke a bowl with you. He he says, you know, he you have to bring your own paraphernalia so that... I respect him. I respect yeah, him. But what happens if you get it, Mike? You get sick. You get a little sick, right? The, all these stories about people are dying and respirators. No, 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 no. It's what nothing like that. It it's, just, it's just there was a time where you would smoke a bowl and it was this hottest this compassionate thing where you share it's not like right? cocaine and then it's like well i don't want to put my fucking lips on on a joint that you just smoked fuck this shit 
If you want to get high, bring your own pipe. It's not like he's not getting, not offering his weed. He's just saying, I don't want to share my pipe with you. Oh, no, no. It's perfectly cool. It's perfectly cool. As a matter of fact, the day I got COVID, I texted him because I hung out with him the night before. And right I said, on. I have COVID. And he goes, damn. <laughs> but he didn't have it. He didn't have it. Because you guys didn't share a pipe. I don't know. We were at the same open mic together. And no, we didn't. You're right. You're right. We didn't. But I don't know that that's like, I, I don't know when I got it. When I was contagious, I just know where I got it. If you know a friend of ours from the show, uh, he got COVID and he was like, I think it's because I was smoking pot with the comics after after a, mm -hmm. a show. Because the next day I got a headache. Oh, no, I'm sure okay, it takes so days. There's their radio. And oh, no. It's cool. It's cool. They put it out right away. It's just a distraction, so he sets the radio down. Oh, I see. And here he's going to take the radio. Now, he's in a camouflage tree stump. Once again, it's going to move, and the soldier's going to shrug it off. Ah, I thought it was over there. Guess it's over here. Ah, who knows? How does how did they get the props? Like, I is know. there a prop department? It's very weak. Well, I mean, like, we watch plenty of, like, Bugs Bunny where he pulls shit out. The, the whole point of Bugs Bunny is that he just goes off, state, off frame and pulls whatever out. But you right? can do that in a in a cartoon. Before CGI, you could not do shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so now he's got the wrong walkie-talkie. They can hear the orders that the men are being given. And because the donkey sounds like the general, he's going to start giving wrong orders. Okay, my head just exploded. This is like when Jack and Jill, when Jack dresses up as Jill, even <laughs> though Adam Sandler's dressing up as Jill anyway. I got to tell you, that movie was great and shit. It was great and I, shit. I, I think movie historians will be talking about Jack and Jill for the next decade. Okay, what? when when Adam Sandler put on the dress and said, I'm Jill, it was right. such bullshit. But do you remember when Al Pacino got the, the – there was, someone had their cell phone in the audience and he fucking freaked on them? You remember that? But then later, the cell phone rings again in and and the next night, and he's ready to fucking beat the shit. And he goes, oh, it, it's me. It's me. And he takes the call on stage. Well, he's terrific in that movie. Al Pacino, like when he does a three-minute Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Do, uh, do you remember when he was pretending he knew a foreign language, so he said to the servant, I know. I thought I was watching Scarface. I thought I was watching Godfather. The way he gibberish in another language. So even though that movie was crap, at the same time, there were so many hilarious segments in there. You, and, I, and a lot I, of it is Al Pacino. I mean, I call attention to it because the premise is that they have this guy, you know, dressed up as, as his sister. And they spend a lot of Hollywood money to make the effects right. But in the movie itself, he decides to use makeup to disguise himself as a sister right so it's like saying you're paying money for this effect and now they're calling this is a plot point too it's always right, strange right. when that happens it's like uh, theodore rex right the movie that we can't watch the movie yeah, Goldberg. We could. The, he's kind of a puppet and at one point like he's literally talking to a, a puppet animal out of a bag and i'm like yeah that's <laughs> all you guys do is puppets might as well have more puppets in it but it, it was perfect the way that Adam Sandler dressed up as his sister 
because it was so obvious before, and now right. it's obvious now, but it's plot point obvious. It, is, it became plot point obvious. It's it was a weird move, a weird flex. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's it's not the worst Adam Sandler movie. I mean, even his worst movies, like. I just wish that movie was great all the way. I wish you could go back in time and say to Adam Sandler, you got to do something other than a girl voice. You know, you got to do something. Oh, but Pacino gives that extra. That whole, like, Al Pacino, Frappuccino song is just so. Uh, Yeah, um, Dunkachino. 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 Yeah, Yeah, I think there's, like, an Instagram or a a Twitter account where every day they do a different version of that song. Like, they, (laughs) they tweak that song. Yeah, okay, it's a so wow. Look at these the rocks. Yeah. It's like you were talking about the props. So now they're gonna sort of smoke bomb. Oh, there's our sexy, sexy yes, star. Mamie. Hey, Mamie. She really isn't so sexy in this thing. She does sexual things. Well, I mean, again, like she didn't want to be in this movie. She just does the best she can and get out of there. She yeah, to, she uh, really, really did not want to be in this film, but it was a contract. We we like Jane Mansfield. We watched the Jane Mansfield story of the TV movie with Lonnie Anderson and, right. and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, the bodybuilder boy, husband. And then yes. uh, we saw the weird, wonderful world of Jane Mansfield, that right. creepy exploitation film they did after her death. Yep. Yeah. Great Great series of episodes we did there. It was really good. Oh, and she was in The Fat Spy. I remember The Fat Spy. I think I James Mansfield. Was, or... the big... was Which one was the one in which they were in a submarine, he goes ashore? Yeah, right. And there was like some kind That's... of island. Probably was... Spy with the Big Nose. Fat Spy was with Phyllis Diller. Yeah. and he... okay. okay. I do remember the other one you're talking about. I don't know the title. Probably going back two years or more. Because that was pre-COVID for sure. Right, I remember that. Okay, guys. Give them hell. All right, girls. Give them heck. There's... <laughs> <laughs> and they got their grenades. Oh. Oh, they throw like a girl. You throw like a girl. Yeah, when it comes to throwing hand grenades at me, you throw like a girl. Can you stop it? Also, now stop throwing grenades. This is the final push in which they're getting away because it's all smoky. Oh, look. He found one. She's uh, It's obviously camouflage. Got gotcha. it. Oh. Wilbur. That's one thing I love about Mr. Ed. It's just he was so dismissive. Like, the way he says Wilbur, like, could express so many different ways. Yes. When he's happy, Wilbur. When he's dismissive, Wilbur. So, the donkey pulled the rock with the rope, so it was fake, and then this guy jumps on a real rock and hurts his stomach. He sued the, the mule, didn't he, after the games was over? <laughs> yes. Okay, now, this is the scene in which somehow, like, the general's going to walk away from the scene with a sore throat, with a hoarse voice. And I don't see why. Oh, look now, at the, the sound frame. 
sounding like the general, the donkey's behind him, and he's going to order his men to jump into the water. What? A living nightmare. Alright, sir. Wow, good, good thing they missed the other guys. Now, I don't know if it's funny or not, but the general almost follows his own order and jumps. Who said that? Stop it, me. So, when they were in Burma together, the, it was Francis refused to go on the bridge because he could see it was about to collapse. And the, that's a recurring gag in the film. The general goes, I had a mule like that. He was a complete idiot. He wouldn't walk us across the bridge. And then it collapsed. And I don't know. We get. I haven't mentioned it till now because it's not the greatest callback. But right, yeah, needs a better callback. Like he steps in donkey shit in the beginning <laughs> of the movie and then at the end of the movie. So Zaza Pitts goes here, General. You would you like some aspirin? And she goes. He goes. No, what for? And she's like, You're gonna need it. So it's like there's no sign of the women, General. Good. We're obviously beating them. Right. Nine of them. There's no sign. There's just 16 bushes, four rocks by the finish line. But other than that, no women. Turn it up because he's like, you might as well give up now, Major. You did. No, right? Ew, crusty donkey eye. Leave the mule with me. Hey, Buster. Are you looking for uh, speakers? Yeah, like how? Who? What's making the voice? It's from Russia. It's a, a Moscow mule. Uh -huh. Now look, yeah, he's getting hoarse. Now why did huh? he just get hoarse? Now look who's coming. I don't believe it. Women in wet t-shirts. Oh. God. It's not a contest. Oh, it's not? I just bought a beer. Yay, look at there they are. Tee hee. Now the donkey's rubbing it in. You suck, you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now this look, is for your horse voice. Jaja Pitts giving you're gonna need 
Aspirin now. So they're like, why? Why is this voice hoarse? I never. It's weird. That's strange. Yeah. Now, what happens is he gets up to give a speech, and the horse basically gives the speech for him. I saw it on NTV, WNTV. What? I I saw the speech on WNTV. Now look, he's not moving his mouth, and people are right close to him. Yeah. Now look, he's unplugged. <laughs> Who did that? Is there a hoof mark by it? <laughs> and so he's comp WNTV. W no, it's WNTV. <laughs> WNTV. So it's basically saying, I respect the wax, and they're the, you know, I have to admit defeat. And Well, all the kids in the audience were like, yay. Hooray. Sound, sound in this movie is so fucking basic. Yeah. Give me some hooray sound effects. I quit the talking real movies. So now he's, he's been institutionalized because he's talking about a talking mule. I've wow, never had a general before. What what a coincidence. We just had a patient in here yesterday who saw a talking mule and everyone else was talking about a talking mule and there he is in your window. Yep, and we're wrapping up our film. Oh, salute the tail. <laughs> Which was snipped for a wig, right? Right. They don't play it's that fine in. To me. I can't believe it's over, Carl. Wow, time has flown. I just, I just felt like just 90 minutes ago we started. What we gratefully acknowledge the cooperation, the Women's Army Corps and the of the United States Army. That is whack, man. <laughs> it is whack. The Women's Army Corps, they're just whack. That's whack. Everyone knows that's whack. Zazu, oh. Valerie Humpet. Cheers. Uh, well, Carl, what you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not a good film, but I enjoyed it anyway. Uh, it's typical classics of your style that we're not watching the first one. We're watching the fifth one. We're watching the fifth one, right. right and it's right in the middle. Uh, Again, it's because the, the voice of the uh, donkey is also a, plays an actor. I thought that was weird enough. And uh, uh, and that they had, like, it was a ladies thing. Like, he has to, he crashes a ladies... Uh, Army yeah, and there was no romance, and I credit the film for that because that's the obvious thing. Like in the beginning, there's a whack who's against him, and he doesn't like her, and then by the end, they're kissing. You know? No, yeah. Do you think it's because it's a kids' movie first and foremost that they're just gonna skip the romance? I guess so, but they did a lot of sex stuff. You know? Right. I don't think it was. They gave, they did a lot of sex stuff, so I can't find. So we both like this movie, and uh, I don't know. My I'm eventually gonna have to watch the other four beforehand, and then these two that follow. 
I don't find a trailer for Speak Easily. I find the full film. Right, yeah, and I see that it was reviewed by Zombie Toad. Uh, Does that mean we shouldn't do it? Years... Is that a prominent? Yeah, Zom- Zombie end? Toad did a uh, two-minute review 13 years ago, so I think that might cross. Oh, but Mike, we do something different. We watch the whole film. We're watching the whole movie. Of course, no, we're fine. We're good. Oh, I should mention, Carl, um, there is Giant Bomb, which is a big deal gaming podcast empire. Okay. They just watched uh, – they did a watch-along for The Terminator. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, which we did a couple years ago. get along – get away with that because of copyright? Well, they don't care. There's – you know, they're younger. They're younger than us. They just go ahead and do it. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys want to check out another uh, – because we did The Terminator. We did it as a special show. Right. It's Man. not on YouTube because of – you didn't want to risk copyright. And the only way you can get that on YouTube is to be part of our Patreon, which doesn't exist. Right, yeah. We That's actually pay awesome. you to, to make sure that we don't have a Patreon. Yeah, we'll pay you, we'll pay you if you will watch this Terminator, please. you got to yeah. watch the whole thing, though. All right, well, we want to watch next week. As we mentioned, we're going to watch the Buster Keaton-Jimmy Durante pairing Speak Easily from 1932. As Carl mentioned, we don't have a real trailer for it. We have several versions uh, available. And we'll definitely watch one. Well, here, I'll do a trailer for you. Ready? RKO Radio Pictures presents a radio picture. Oh, it's universal, right? Hey, the guys who hold the contract to Buster Keaton has a Buster Keaton movie. Is it really 1932? Because how could could O'Connor be in it? No, 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 no. He's not in this one. Speak oh, Easily okay. is Buster Keaton and Jimmy Durante. Ah, okay, so it's just a speak. It's a speaker. It's a yeah. It's they did. It's a prohibition pun. They speak easily. Yeah. Uh, so here I'll I'll play the trailer for you. Universal Studios presents Hot Shot Jimmy Durante. Hot Cha Cha. Oh, Mrs. Durante, I'll I'll see you later, you old broad, and. That guy who's hanging out at the studio, Buster Keaton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he opens the window. Buster! Come on yeah, in. Yeah, Buster, come on in. Huh? Well, uh, that's... Did you take a shower before we... Where? Where am I going to take a shower? I live in a van. <laughs> By the gate. You know, that's funny. Like, he should go up and, like, not talk because he's a silent star. I wish you he know. does in these movies. He, does, he speaks... Take you and want you to flush your head down the toilet. <laughs> I will get that joke after I see this film because he has a weird talking voice. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you want. So we're gonna watch it. At what no beer is the one I like. It's not on the YouTube. So fortunately, him and Jimmy did a bunch of movies together, including Speak Easily from 1932. That'll be our movie next week. So as always, we are streaming on the Mutiny Radio. So check us out next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get the audio every Sunday night, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, same acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where Carl will sync the movie and the podcast. Carl, anything you'd like to promote? And You do so much work on this. I, I would love to give CarlSucks.com. That's CarlSucks.com. find out what's going on with me. Sounds good, and I have nothing going on, so there's nothing to worry about. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye! Let's go.
Thank you very much. Uh, this is Radio, or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live to the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio. The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA.
Camel got to move. That camel got to move. Don't you know you got to move?
Black Classic Community Radio. FM Black History Month going on.
get a chance to do.
microphone at radio station WDVH in Gainesville, Florida, to talk to Kathleen Knapp of the University of Florida. And welcome to our also an actor, isn't he, James? Yes, he's been in the theater for uh, a number of years. Uh, he's still in the theater. He's playing in the Pinter plays now. I understand Othello is your father's favorite role. Do you play it as he would? Uh, when I first came into the theater, that's all we talked about. He made me read Iago, though. See? <laughs> so I got uh, a lot of the things I'm doing because I am really too young for the role. Uh, the image I use is him. Is, is my father. He is Othello, you might say. Have you had a chance to work together professionally? Yes. We worked on a play called Moon and a Rainbow Shawl. But we didn't play father and son. We played uh, neighbors. Is, is it hard to relate playing out? Son, we played uh, neighbors. Is, is it hard to relate playing opposite to him and have the character not be his son? It's not hard, but I find it trying because he knows a little bit too much about me pri privately so that uh, I, it's hard for me to convince myself that I'm a different person than I'm on the stage with him. A question for a young man listening now. Do you want a career with an unlimited future and plenty of excitement where you can enjoy one great moment after another in the motor maintenance field of the new Action Army? You'll get top-notch technical training in such challenging fields as automotive and aircraft engine repair. If you're a qualified high school graduate, see your local Army recruiter. And my thanks, James Earl Jones, for talking with us today. Thank you. Great Moments for Young Americans was furnished by the United States Army.
what's really wrong with these racist days? I honor the strong and pity the weak. Your thoughts run your life, be careful what you think. Haiti beat France in century 17. Salute Toussaint and Dessaline. And I do love France, know what I mean? It's a system I'm talking, nobody's agreeing. They say it's suicide when dead bodies are swinging. Cowards are hunting black men, that's what I'm seeing. How many toasters have been burnt down? And once Central Park was a thriving black town. Yo, Chuck, I'm fighting the power right now. Thanks to you, Flav, and P.E. Putting it down, putting your life on the line so I can rap now. The next generation still singing Fight the Power. My truth. If racism is a cancer, black folks the answer. Gotta get up off the back porch. Emancipate your mind. Get your body back from ransom. And all black hands up for the anthem.
Sunrise, Egypt, roll six, sink, December 12, 1971.
Oh,